Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Welcome to episode 13. Could be superstitious 13. Well, it has been so far. <laughs> Baker's dozen. That's Baker's right. dozen. A Baker's dozen. I'm Dan. I'm Me. Danny. Danny. Oh, you're Danny. Yes. I'm Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Johnny. Johnny. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Yeah. yeah, so we're having we were having some technical difficulties there when we were just because we're a paranormal podcast, we were chalking up to paranormal stuff because uh, we're in the, the haunted theater here on, on the stage and there's some stuff floating around as usual. We don't have the curtains closed tonight uh, because of uh, I guess there's some, sets. there's some sets and productions going on and they've blocked the, the curtains off so we can't see if the curtains are going to move tonight. Nope. But, uh, and the dance studio is active, so if you yeah, hear a little bit of music the, the in the background. The dance studio downstairs is, is thumping away, so <laughs> that's that's nothing paranormal. That's just uh, little kids <laughs> banging around. Yeah. You guys had an interesting week, I understand. Yeah, a little different we had, so uh, far. Yeah, for sure. So on, uh, when was it, Tuesday? Monday. On Monday, I went up to John's rental property, the one where his saga started, you know, with the, the big John spirit and everything else. And we decided we're going to do a short little mini documentary uh, and talk about uh, his situation and my situation. We're going to have interviews from people from from Strange Happenings and Investigators of the Paranormal. Mm-hmm. And Danny, you're going to be on there, I guess, and Tony. And we're going to talk about... Uh, Everything that was going on with, with the home and everything with John and the investigators and and then uh, some of my stuff because I've I had some run-ins with uh, mm-hmm. oh definitely Big John as well and uh, when we were filming you know I'm I'm doing the directing and the filming mm-hmm. so it'll be a Dan Hammond production ah there we go <laughs> um, we could see Big John oh. Spirit standing in off to the side in uh, the bathroom mm-hmm. right off the kitchen and. Uh, we both saw him, and we both got the sense that he wasn't happy that we were there. But mm-hmm. you know what? Too bad, so sad. And uh, filming went on without a hitch, and nothing happened. And we were—I was asking him to th- move something on the counter there, and yeah. show yourself. Come on, show yourself. And I said, "Come on, like this would be great for for film. Like if you could send that jar, because there was a jar on top of your stove." That's right. Yeah. And, but he didn't. He didn't move anything. And uh, so later on, when we were done, we went to, uh, so John, you had that weird, uh, what, what we're calling an unofficial dogman sighting. Yeah, yeah dogman-like thing or something, yes, yes. Which was like this black, humanoid, weird-looking thing you saw. Odd-shaped run, head. Running across someone's property. And running at an inhuman speed. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to see the property. Mm-hmm. And I beg John to take me up there and show me and look around and uh, it's it's beautiful area very rural lots of farms lots of forests um, and when we were there we obviously didn't see anything but just down the road um, and I did post some pictures on Facebook there was a, a place where they had uh, the zombie the, the zombie apocalypse uh, like it was like a zombie survival camp and they had these big signs up and it said uh, Zombies welcome, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, but uh, no trespassing yeah, beyond but, that. But then you look down the, the laneway and they have this huge no trespassing sign. And I thought it was like a paintball place or like mm-hmm. a just a, a camp for, you know, guys screwing around. But I went on Google Earth. Mm-hmm. And it's like some big beautiful home back then, back there. And I guess maybe they're just Walking Dead fans or yeah, I was going to say Walking zombie Dead zombie fans. Yeah. Yeah. But it was weird. My but, phone, yeah, at the same spot, I was taking pictures. My phone was taking doubles of right. all of all these things I was taking pictures of, and it's never done that before. And at the exact same time, John's phone shut right down. And couldn't, he couldn't, get to, couldn't get it to work. Oh, yeah. so yeah. we were like, hmm, zombies, dog man. You know, and there's been some weird other, land. There's some other stuff been reported around there, and I thought, well, maybe there's a portal or a ley line around native there. Something, native, who knows? Ancient native burial grounds. Who knows? Yeah, very but, rural uh, area. But we, was, we can say like the, the nearest town is Chesley, Ontario. Yeah. So if you were to Google that, it's a very small town, mm-hmm. and we would be what would be east of Chesley, right? Yeah, e- southeast. Yeah, southeast of Chesley, and the distance between properties would be in acres. Mm-hmm. Not oh, feet yeah. or, or meters, whatever your yeah. your, 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 your neighbors are measuring on top of you for sure. No, right it's there. very very. And very we private. drove around, and it's just massive bush all around it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And this house, I will make a trip and get a picture of it at night. This guy has got his property, and I'll do it where I don't show the house. Yeah, you don't. But want just to do that. the lights we'll protect mm-hmm. their their anonymity. But this place is lit up like Fort Knox. Like I mean, it's lights right. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw something that I couldn't explain. Who knows? Maybe they've had a break-in, or you know, the guy's a security freak. Who knows? Yeah, you never and know. It, but our our goal is we would like to talk to them, and mm-hmm. if there's something just to there, see why they have these spotlights? Yeah, and because just their see come electricity back. bills must be through the roof. Oh, they have to be. Um, anyone who's not familiar, uh, for our U.S. Uh, um, listeners, our hydro rates are expensive up here. Yeah, they don't call and it hydro. They- when you say hydro to America, our, our, our electrical they talk, power, they, they think it's water, right? Yeah, that's right. We yeah we call it hydro. Yeah, we here call it hydro because in it's called Hydro One, yeah, the major utility. But yeah, we are in, in Ontario. Our electricity bills are crazy. Yeah, and to give you an so, idea. You could have a, a electricity bill that's sixty bucks, but your delivery charge in rural Ontario, yeah, there's uh, could be one hundred and eighty dollars. Oh no! Yeah. So for them, for them to have that, and the more electricity you take, the more delivery charge because you're so this is an expensive proposition this guy's got. Oh yeah. And we're not talking about a like a massive estate. We're talking about your typical what, twelve hundred square foot home tops. Yeah, it's a yeah. nice little nice little place. Where but it's bungalow. And yep. it's, he's got maybe what ten acres in the back, twelve acres. Yeah, approximately 10, 12 acres, yeah, and okay. he's almost got every foot of it lit up. So yeah. th- we're going to keep persisting and see. But at the end of the day, I saw something I can't explain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on an adjacent property one night. Um, and I couldn't believe what I saw. Yeah, you're watering yeah. the plants, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. had a few beers. Yeah, you, a, you went to go water the, the foliage. Originally, I was never going to bring it up. I talked to Dan and Danny off the air, and but we both we all know that I'm not prone to having a couple of drinks, and all of a sudden I see Bigfoot. I don't have a couple of drinks and I no. see UFOs or no, you know. No. And I watch and I wasn't for everybody who's listening. I had two beers at dinner. I had two beers at um, the around the campfire. We're talking and Canadian beer, though. Yeah, so Canadian beer. Yeah, just the yeah, alcohol content. Let's not let's be insulting that, to that's, our... that's to uh, <laughs> make up for the, uh, the the anguish of those yeah. high electricity. But this bills. is over a four hour period of time, <laughs> and there was more consumed later. But when I went to uh, water the plants, water the plants, <laughs> I saw this run, run across the field. 
and I just stood there watching it. It was just it you know, it's funny that you you automatically said Dogman, the shape of the head, because I didn't really know anything about dog the Dogman mm-hmm. phenomena, and it kind of originated in Michigan, and there's tons of sightings in Michigan. Yep, and then I looked into uh, North American Dogman sightings. And there has been one uh, yeah, Owen in, in Owen Sound, which is not far from Chesley. No, not at all. What, what's that, 20 minutes, Dan? From Any, yeah. this particular, it, it's almost an hour to Owen Sound. And, and then from Chesley, it from would be? Chesley would be about 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes yeah. away. So there was a sighting that somebody... In the area. And reported to a, a yeah. credible site. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, and for anyone who's wondering, like, what the hell is a dog man? It's basically, it looks like a werewolf. Like any, yeah. of the, any of the depictions, but they say a dog man is something that it, it's always a dog man, like it doesn't change back to a human form. Yes, yeah. that's, that's yeah, the difference like between a, a dog man and a werewolf. Yeah, right? that's right. So and it's as adept adept at running on two feet as it is on all four. And what I told and what made you want me to do to talk about this, I watched this thing truck it across the field, and I mean, and when it turned on the jets on two feet, and then as it was getting close to where the light runs out, it went down on all four and then into the bush and gone. And, yeah, and you said it was motoring. And this good. thing was moving. Like, I mean... Like, you see... You well, you see saw how long couldn't, that... couldn't catch this thing. No, it? no. Like, no. And you saw how long that property was, right? Yeah. And my whole thing was not even 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... And that, and that was a couple hundred yards. Yeah, to cover least. that whole stretch was just like... Yeah. Like, I didn't even finish watering the plants, and it was gone. <laughs> so, and does this... Uh, did you fertilize the plants after you saw it? <laughs> no, there's a there's an outhouse for that. Yeah, there's right. an outhouse. Yeah. Does this guy have livestock, or do we know this? He's goats or sheep. Or yeah, and he? the what the property I was on, what they told me is that this property is lit up every night, and he has a, some goats, but they are inside of a locked barn, mm-hmm. and he thought that the security measure, if it was a coyote issue, right. he thought it was extreme. Because the coyotes, like, and if you see the barn, it's it's not a rickety old. This is a no. It's 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 a fairly new. Yeah, very new barn, right? And and it's not like it's got like good gaps in the boards. Like this is a really solid barn. And coyotes are, I mean, I mean, there's tons of them, especially yeah. in rural Ontario. Yeah. But usually people just put a donkey out in the field. Yeah. And they and they take care of the the coyote problem. Right? That's right. Exactly. It's a lot cheaper than putting all these spotlights. Yeah. So up and the property that I was on, the the owner was he found it surprising. He said every night that property is lit up like that. Um, and he, this is kind of like a vacation spot for him. Yeah. And every time he goes there, and he was there for two weeks at a stretch this time, he said every night. And like he said, the, does the, he even know the neighbor? No. Never no, gone the, over and no, introduced himself? No, he's never, himself. nothing. Mm-hmm. Only, only once I think his dog ran over and took a crap on his lawn. That's, fertilized. Yeah, fertilized <laughs> lawn. And he said sorry. And that was the extent of the conversation. Right. Hmm. So, yeah. anywho, getting back to. Your rental property in the Big John Spirit. We, yes. we got on a dogman thing there. Yeah. Um, after when we were filming, and after I guess you went home that night. Yep. And what happened when you went home? Because you texted me, and I was like, "Oh, so wonderful." What I've said to Dan, and I think you agree with me, that the more that we're turning this thing with Big John into a positive, I think it's annoying the hell out of him. Yeah. Th- that, that's my personal belief. He's starting to show himself again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mentioned last time I had my lawn chair shooken when I was in it yeah. um, a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm looking in the fridge thinking what I'm going to make for dinner, and I got a little bit of a shove. Right. And it was just like just above the butt on the low back, and it was just like – and it, it actually moved me about three inches. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was almost like I could or I want to, and I knew right away it was him. 
Um, then what happened that night? Um, oh yeah, then I ended up getting drained. Mm. So we had an issue to deal at Dan's place. And we'll get into that. Eight o'clock. I thought I'm gonna go lay down. I gathered up my phone so that I could text you, my iPad, and I laid down on the bed just because I was literally I could feel like just shutting down. I was getting really so tired. Laid down, and then I didn't wake up again till seven o'clock the next morning. And my phone usually, and I'm the type that like for example, if I get emails, they wake me up, and that's why I always try to get my phone as far away from as possible. You had texted me, Dan. Tony had texted me. Uh, my oldest daughter, I slept through. Like I mean, I was drained. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this morning, um, I was in going to shave, and the big guy was looking around, and I could just feel it. And a bottle of, I believe it's called Febreze, was sitting on the vanity, and it went flying across the room. And I just caught it as it hit the top of the toilet and then into the shower. And it didn't slide, it can't. My cat didn't knock it over, cat's not in the room, and the whole bit. And that's where I said that he's getting mad that we're turning this into a positive. Right. You know, we're talking, we're, we're going to work on a book. There's a well-known podcast that wants to have me on once a book is out. Mm-hmm. Because then they feel that the level of credibility that you're really serious, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a hoaxer, that's a lot of work to hoax, right? To go put a book out. Well, for sure. You know, uh, knowing if it'll, mm-hmm. who knows if it'll sell or not. And I think he's getting annoyed that we're turning this negative into a positive now. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see he's going to have some more acting out that he's well, going to do. Well, you know what? And he's the catalyst to it, right? He's yeah. why you're sitting here today. That's right. Right? And just for his benefit, so the, the more should... you do, you're writing more chapters. So thanks. Yeah, so I appreciate keep it. at it. You'd... We might have a volume two. And, you <laughs> the know. sequel. Yeah. Big John yeah. the sequel. Yeah. But, so. Uh, yeah, yep. so we're also going to talk about something that's been going on with me mm-hmm. lately. And uh, my poor wife. Yes. Who, uh, who likes to stay away from, or, or mm-hmm. you know, distance herself from the paranormal stuff. Right. You know. yeah. What was that? Don't bring anything home. Yeah, don't bring anything home, she says. But I didn't bring it home, so it, it wasn't me. No, that's true. So, anyway, last winter, our neighbors, uh, they go to Ottawa for Christmas. They've got family out there. And they said to my, my daughter, can you feed our two cats while we're gone? And she said, yeah, sure, no problem. They, they're going to pay her. I don't know, 50 bucks or whatever to look at these cats for two weeks. and So she comes back from the neighbors and she says to me, she says, she says uh, I think there's a ghost in their house. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, she's a teenager and uh, she loves horror movies and, you know, she's she knows about the podcast. She doesn't listen to them, but she, mm-hmm. but she knows that John and I are, mm-hmm. you know, doing our thing too. And I said, well, why did you say that? She says, well, I'm seeing like a shadow out of the corner of my eye, a peripheral thing. And mm-hmm. she says, and I also saw like, look like a, a like a, a glowing, like an orb. She mm-hmm. described an orb. And I was like, well, you know what, you know, you know, trying to play it off as nothing, right? But uh, I'm thinking, well, maybe she has some a dad's curse, gift, mm-hmm. curse or <laughs> gifts, right? <laughs> so uh, the one day she comes, she comes out from her room I think she came home from school or whatever and she says uh, were you moving things around in my room I said well no of course not she says well maybe it was her little brother I said well he knows better than to go in your room and he, and he never really does right he's mm-hmm. he's glued to the Xbox and and uh, she says I said well why she says well some of my things are completely moved from where I put them before and I said okay I said well and I didn't really think paranormal 
but in my mind, I'm like, ah, crap. My wife's going to kill me. Because right? <laughs> she, she said, don't mm-hmm. you ever bring anything home with you, right? Yep. And I'm like, okay. My wife's the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I took some pictures and I sent them to John. I said, can you, can you zone in and see what you see? You know, and tell, or let me know what you see. And he, he goes, it's a young kid. He says, it's a young boy. He's like, he's like 13, 14 years old. He's, he's dressed in like an older style clothing, like reminiscent of the 30s or the 40s. And he says, and he's just come to, you know, check out your daughter. I'm like, well, can you tell the little bugger to go check somebody else's kids out, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of forgot about him because mm-hmm. nothing else happened. And then my kids, or my son, has these two uh, Nerf swords, like these foam swords. And we, we beat the hell out of each other with, <laughs> with them. And they're, they're fun, right? So I guess I'd put them in my daughter's closet just to get them away from him for a while because I was tired of getting whacked all the time, right? <laughs> so my daughter comes out and she says, who put these two Nerf swords against my window? And I'm like, what do you mean? And my wife is now starting to go, hmm. Mm-hmm. Like her antenna's going up, right? Mm-hmm. And she's looking at me and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So we go look and these two Nerf swords that I'd put in the back of the closet are now in her room leaning against the window. And her window is huge. It like starts mm-hmm. like almost eight inches from the floor and goes right up to the ceiling. It's a really big window. And I'm like, ah, like, uh, I don't know, right? And then John says, it's this kid trying to get your daughter's attention. Mm-hmm. And he's moving stuff around. And I'm like, okay. So you had a little chat with him that time and mm-hmm. said, you're not welcome here. Or if you want to pop in, pop in, but don't be moving stuff around and, yep. and stop being a, a nerd, right? So that's when you, he was visiting you, and he was messing with uh, your TV. He kept turning your yep. TV off on yep. you. Yep, yeah. And then John texts me one day, it's a picture of his car in the driveway, and the trunk is up. He says, look at what this little bugger just did. He, he went and popped the trunk on John's car. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm like, well, as long as he does it at your house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't do it at mine, go yeah. right ahead. Yeah. So then he just kind of disappeared. Yep. Like, we didn't, we didn't see anything from him, didn't hear anything from him. And... Man, those kids are really banging downstairs now. Yeah, huh? If you hear some oh, noise in the background, yeah, if you hear yes. some noise, it's the, the yes. dance studio downstairs. But uh, be the tap glass. <laughs> yeah. So my daughter the other day says that some things were moved around in her room again, and I'm like, ah, oh. you know, my first thing was, well, something new. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe it's that kid, but uh, for some reason, I thought it was something new, and. Uh, John connected with and said, yeah, he says, it's that kid again. He's back. And I said, okay, well, we'll try and sort him out. We'll, we'll figure out how to get rid of him like we do with some other people's And we were spirits. supposed to get him the night I got drained. Yeah, we were supposed and to get I him. And then I disappeared on I don't, Maybe he drained you or Who knows? you never know. Yeah. But my wife was cleaning out one of the, the bedrooms. My mother-in-law lives with us and mm-hmm. she's coming back from Europe and my wife was just trying to get her, her room back in order. And my son had this, this metal, it's like a metal ball. It's like some Pokemon thing. And he puts his cars mm-hmm. inside of it, like his Hot Wheels. Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. And uh, there was a little green car on the floor. And she picked it up and she unscrewed this metal ball and threw the car in there and, 
and put and put it back together again and set it down on the floor. And she turned around to do something, and when she looked back, the little green car was outside of the ball again. Oh, and I'm like, and I, you know, and I'm like, well, maybe there was two little green cars. Yeah, and you just missed yeah. the first one. And she's looking at me like, don't you dare, right? Yeah. And she says, something's going on here. She says, I want you and John to deal with it, right? And you <laughs> went from six seven to five seven. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and my wife's never met you. No. She doesn't even know what you look like. And she's like, I want this John guy to get this thing out of my house. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, it doesn't work that way. But uh, there are some other things that were moving around. Like she would set something down, turn around to do something, and then look back and it had moved or it was gone and mm-hmm. it was kind of creeping her out. And I'm like, man, she's going to say, I don't want you to do any more of this paranormal stuff. And I don't want you to, you know, no more ghost hunting. And I'm like, no, I said, this is just starting to get good, right? Yeah. But uh, John and I, last night, we did our remote viewing. And I said to John, I said, where is he? He says, he's in your house. He's upstairs. He's He's walking around from room to room. So I'm in the basement. I closed my eyes. I did my thing. And I could see him go into the bathroom mm-hmm. and John had been talking to him he didn't he didn't answer you yeah he was almost like he was like autistic he just looked at the ground yeah but or, he he was, or he was ashamed or he was like oh man these guys are going to ruin it for me right? yeah could be who knows but he just shut down yeah, yeah but as soon as I did my thing he deked into the bathroom and I gra- you know I grabbed him and I said you little bugger I said let's go and I projected myself down the stairs, out the front door, right into the street, and I had him with me the whole time. And I said, "Listen, you got to go. You're not. You're not welcome on this street." I said, "You got at least stay away from these four homes because there's mm-hmm. young kids there too, right?" And I said, "You know, go bug, bug somebody else or move on. Like mm-hmm. find the lights yeah. and and bugger yeah, off." I'm good, yeah. And so when I was done, I texted John and I said, "Anything?" He goes, "Well, I was talking to him." He says, and "Then he like just vanished." I said, "Well, that's because I grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and I." dragged him out yeah, into the street. Yeah, he was one minute, and it was just like a, a bleep, but he was gone. Yeah, yeah. and uh, John was like, oh, okay. And, and I got a, a good feeling about him being gone. But then I, later on, I was getting images of him. We, li- we live on a dead-end street, and there's an arboretum, like a big park. Yeah. And I was getting images of him just standing in the park, kind of going like, shit, yeah. where do I go now, or what do I do now? Like, yeah, how feel, do I get back in there? Feeling bad for himself, right? Yeah. But I told him, I said, you got to stay away. Yeah. And hopefully and he does. Now, what? what's the backstory? Remember, because he came from your daughter's friend's house, right? Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna talk to the neighbors. Yeah, and remember, so that, and so he's and got see if anything was kid, going on in there. But then there was the older guy that was with him, right? No, that's another story. Okay, all right, I got them mixed that's up. That's another okay. one altogether. Okay. We've had so many. Yeah, I know, it's hard to keep track. But I know which one you're, you're yeah. thinking about. Yeah, so here's what my take is. I believe that Big John, from my situation... I believe that he was the influencer there. Well, when, he, well, he was there that same night. Yeah, and because I so told I this see kid him standing in the doorway, you looking do at not me. like you. I like I, I you know I just did, I I don't try not to do the the SWAT thing anymore because I find <laughs> it mentally wears me out. Sure. Yeah. And when he when he didn't run, he did. So I was just I'm just talking, and he put his head down, and whether he was listening or I don't know. And I just but I mentioned I said this big John, I said this guy Richard. I said, I think he's influencing you. And I, and I said, you don't want to model this. I said, check out what's on for the next existence for you. I said, there's more than just this. Yeah, you gotta, And you, you, you could go. do a lot more than just move little things around mm-hmm. and become a nuisance like this guy is. 
and then that's when he disappeared where you must have grabbed him yeah but i believe that big john was in the house yeah and so now maybe he drained me maybe that kid i don't know and a little bit of a shove in the move thing but that's what he's doing to you mm-hmm. because you and i in a way i think in his mind we're using him who knows we, we might sell some books whatever but the whole bit he doesn't like right the story because he's not the tough guy in the, in well, the he's story not scaring right? us scaring you anymore exactly right? so but i believe that was his influence i really didn't mm-hmm. and, for, and for anyone who's just kind of getting into the podcast now um john and i tend to bring we get visited a lot mm-hmm. and sometimes it's random spirits and sometimes it's ones that we're dealing with at the time mm-hmm. like you know like i get that visit uh from the, the school teacher from the the dufferin county farmhouse there she'll pop in every once in a while yeah like she's not like she can people from investigation yeah. show up they like show she up. can visit anytime she's harmless and yep. she and she has visited and she's brought some of the kids the spirits with her and that's great mm-hmm. but big john has showed up a few times he was there last night and yeah, i and i just told him to bugger off yeah you know and uh this kid and hopefully he's he's moved on and he's figured out i, that I think john would love to take him under his wing and just try to make him a little protege or something well, right but that's his he's upset because we're making this into a positive yeah and it bugs the hell out of him yeah and we're helping a lot of people yep. too right and so big john thanks a lot we got another chapter we can write so thank <laughs> yeah. you very much but yeah. don't but don't keep it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, move, exactly. Move on, you big jerk. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, also um, got a lot of stories that people have been sending us through our Facebook page yeah, and the email and our email. Yeah, and uh, that's all coming up because we're going to talk about a few of those stories that mm-hmm. people have shared with us, and uh, we'll take a brief break. And be right back on Phantom Faction Podcast. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Okay, welcome back to episode 13 of Phantom Faction Podcast. Uh, Once again, I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm John. And uh, we're just talking about, uh, well, our listenership is growing, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And we're starting to get some stories from people who've had experiences. And uh, Yes, listeners are becoming interactive now, which is good. We love it. That's right. We love it. And uh, Dan, you, uh, you had an interesting one. Yeah, I've got uh, an email here from a, a young lady, and it's either Michaela or Michaela. I'm going to say Michaela, but uh, I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong. So she found us through Jim Harold's campfire, right? Because John was on the, was on there, and she says, uh, "I love what you guys do." And but she's got a story for us, and uh, it's it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's pretty creepy. So when she was seven, her parents divorced, and her she says, "My mom moved my sister and myself to California from Hawaii." Rough wow. life, huh? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> she says, so my first week in my new town, Lake Los Angeles, uh, she says, I had the most intense dream slash nightmare that I still remember to this day. There's only a small few that know this story, and now everybody in the Phantom Faction pod knows, but she did give us permission to, uh, to talk about it. Yeah, we it. have permission, yep. Yeah, she says, the town's a small desert town, and it's quite desolate. She says, in my dream, I suddenly found myself outside on the back Uh, concrete slab it was nighttime and the moon was full and lit the entire neighborhood Uh, and I'm gonna 
edit a little bit of stuff out here. Sure. Uh, she says, the house I lived in looked like uh, it just, it did in my waking state. She says, it didn't even feel like a dream. Uh, I started to step closer to the edge of the patio. Uh, and there, she says, it's a 1.5 vac- uh, vacant lot. Uh, or, or, sorry, 1.5 acres. It's all tumbleweeds. Mm. She's in the desert, right? Yep. She said, I turned around. I just happened to gaze at the roof of my home. There was a tall, thin, black figure. It saw me see him, and she says, I'm guessing it's a him based on his energy. He seemed somewhat threatened by me, Not, and we'll, we're going to get back to that. Mm-hmm. And she says, not sure why he would be threatened, even though I did have a come-at-me-bro kind of attitude. So he jumped off the roof and landed right in front of me. I'd say he was at least seven to eight feet tall. Hmm. He grabbed my torso with one hand and raised me up. I started to punch at him, and for some reason I was able to do some damage. Then he pulled me super close to his body and started jabbing my back left shoulder with his hand. He did it so fast and intense that I flew backwards in slow motion and passed out. So I guess she's passing out in her dream, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had pain in that shoulder ever since. I'm super sensitive and very much an empath, as well as having some astral projection ability and psychic ability as well. My grandmother on my mother's side had that gift. Um... Anyways, I felt blocked now since I was 15. I think that whatever happened when I was seven has just been lying dormant. I got really sick about uh, six or seven years ago, and she says she's battling it ever since. And her gifts have been muted or muddled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going by her terminology here. She says, I've also dealt with extraterrestrials, so hmm. I seem to have a hodgepodge of things happening. I need it to be gone. I'm not sure if you're able to remote view and see it, but whatever you can do, I'd be very grateful. And just because you and I had been kind of busy with uh, some other things, hmm. I haven't asked her for some... Yeah, like a picture and what have Pictures yet. Yeah. Or actually, maybe I did. But I said, and, and hope you might agree with me, is that she seems to have a nasty attachment. And I told her, I said, we're learning things as, as we progress with our own abilities mm-hmm. as well. And if she, oh, and I, I do say, if you want to send us a couple of pics of the inside of your home where you get the strongest feelings, then we can look into it. Um, but I also mentioned to her that uh, when you had your attachment, you went to see a shaman. And the shaman found uh, a, clamps around a, my throat. A clamp around your throat. And Most a, came out of my throat. And a knife in your uh, side. She called or it a dagger on my side where I've had these flare ups. Right, these different right. issues. So yep. I told her that maybe this thing has put something in her shoulder. If you hadn't mentioned it, I would have. Yeah, and shamanic extraction would be worth checking out. Yeah, and that's what I told her. Yep. I yep. said, you know, find a reputable shaman in her area. Yeah, and she can hopefully, you know, he or she can help her yep. out. And I said, you know, it's funny that you mentioned extraterrestrials as well. And this is me replying. And I said, often we've been remote viewing for spirits and, and have come across the greys with the big black eyes. Uh, they're considered the bottom feeders of the alien world and are looked down by other celestial beings out there. And that's what Michelle de Roche told mm-hmm. us about them too. Yeah, and other people feel the same way, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I offered her, uh, Michaela here, a little bit more inf- information and, and advice. And I said, you know, it's a lot to take in. People f- will think you're a nut. <laughs> you know, yep. you know we, we can't even believe our own stories sometimes. But, uh, you know, I told her she can confide in us. And if Mm -hmm. she needs to get something off her chest or questions, we'd be more than happy to to help her out. Absolutely. And uh, it seems like she does have some some gifts that she hasn't really harnessed. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the home that she was uh, at out in the desert there, it was built on top of an Indian burial ground. Oh, there we go. And they were, f- she was finding teeth in the dirt. Oh. She's, yeah. She said, uh, she's not sure if they were human teeth or what kind of teeth, but what they were, or sorry, bleh, first day with my new mouth. Not sure what kind of teeth, but teeth nonetheless. She said that the house I lived in was also very haunted. It was in my back bedroom where the entity or the spirit lived. It would constantly, constantly wake me up at night and I just felt an uneasy all the time. Uh, and then she had some poltergeist activity as well. She said, I remember one time it kept messing with this large mirror on top of my dresser. One day it actually came crashing down right after I'd heard it moving on its own. I went into the room when it was moving, but then it got quiet. I turned my back and a second later it was pushed forward. I knew, and she said, I know that it couldn't have fallen like that by itself. And, you know, when she was a kid, a teenager, she messed around with a Ouija board with mm-hmm. some friends. Uh, she said nothing happened that she knows of. Mm-hmm. And, she, you know, she says she got lucky. But uh, she's seen shadow people hovering over her bed. Uh, she's been frozen and, okay. you know, and all sorts of stuff. And uh, she's done hypnotherapy and certain things uh, to try and help it. And she's always been sensitive. She w- she has astral projected to places, including UFOs, she said. Uh, she says, I-, I once astral projected and woke up with dirt and pine needles in my bed. Wow. Like, that's, wow. that's crazy. That's really cool. That is. <laughs> but that is crazy. Wow. wow. She, says, she says, I know it sounds crazy. I think something was either trying to stop me from my gifts or exacerbate them so much that I can't function. She says she even has proof of a spiral implant from a chiropractor x-ray she got when she was 22. So if anybody Googles that, mm-hmm. like these implants that, you know, aliens have put inside yep. people. Or scars. Know, or scars. Or scars. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, during the hypnotherapy, the person conducting it said she put a block between me and these terrestrials. I haven't had to deal with them much since, but my back seems to be going nuts. I blocked myself with light and I've used many gems and crystals to ward off these energies. Um, she says it's lingering and she says, you know, feel free to share my story on your pod. I love your show. You guys crack me up and have done so much good for so many people. And, uh. You know, we're going back and forth a little bit, and hopefully... Wow, I get a ton from that. Yeah, so what do you what do you think? So I'm starting to work on this theory that some of the activities that people are having that are paranormal are... Some of it is alien. I'm beginning to be a believer. We're working with someone uh, that we've mentioned before on the pod, and that's her big problem. Oh, Maria. Yeah, and I'm going to say that... So when people are having paralysis in their bed things hovering over them in their bed now she even goes further and she's got like something that can't be explained on an x-ray right i'm gonna say that her biggest issue is probably alien and i'm gonna work on this theory now and i've noticed it now with a few people people that have some degree of psychic ability right she can astrally project all the i am starting to think that it's almost like these aliens are checking these people out to find out why is your mind different than his right. or hers. Because you mentioned the other day, like we only use what ten percent of our brains, mm-hmm. and you said, well, maybe people like Michaela, you and I, maybe Danny, you know, 
As we use 12, as he's, as he's 13. Up, we might be using like 5% more. Yeah, maybe. And that's, that's why it. people have abilities. Not that we're smarter, that no, we just but that was a, sense things. Yeah, and, but that was a really good theory, and I, and, I, never, and, I never thought of that. And and so. I'm and and some of that is that implanted thought stuff I get. Yep. And I believe that messages are given to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I get stuff sent to me. Crispiest chip in the bag? No, no, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I was talking with Maria at her house and I went there, mm-hmm. uh, to give you an idea, when I walked in the door, I sensed nothing. No. And you know and what it's like, and Dan, and, you, Danny, you know what's like? She's had spirits at her home yep. that we got rid But of. I believe they're a side effect of this alien issue she has. So I believe that when the aliens come, I'm not saying that they're coming down, landing a UFO in the backyard and walking through the door, that they almost like they astrally project or they send themselves, mm-hmm. however they go through, like a, like a transporter on Star Trek or whatever. And I believe that when they do that, that allows other stuff to come through. And we had Tony talk about how Whitney Schreiber opens up a portal, opens up a portal, and then allows all kinds of stuff to come through. And all these people have something similar. It's bed t- bedside visitation. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talked about Maria, she would see owls. I talked to her about this little man that she's seeing, and he wears big glasses, big sunglasses, big sunglasses. And there's the thing that I think what happens is they want you to believe. Just like when I had those things taken out of my leg, those holes made in my leg, that the doctors did and then plant a thought or whatever. They want you to remember an owl, a guy with big glasses, because it disguises the eyes and it throws you off the scent. Black-eyed children. Black-eyed children. Right. Right, exactly. And I think there's a lot of this as an alien connection to it. I'm not going to say every time there's somebody has a poltergeist in their house, oh, you got aliens. No. But I'm saying there are some of it. Because we know that's not true. And and the thing is, and the one way you know it's, how it's not true is all these people are having these bedside visitations, sleep paralysis, all this kind of stuff. They have some degree of some kind of a psychic-like ability. Clearly, this girl does. Yeah. Like, sure. hell, you're going out and you got pine needles coming back with you? Yeah. This girl's got untapped skills. And I think these, these aliens, are, however they project themselves, are trying to find out, okay, why can you do that? And Bob down the street can't, can't do nothing but yeah, watch TV keeping, and drink beer and tabs on you, right? Yeah, and I think they I think it's almost like a curiosity. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's why. Right? Well, even and Michelle DeRoche, Pod Six, I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah, she said they're collectors. The Greys are yeah. collectors, and yeah, collecting information yeah, or collecting whatever. It's almost right. like you're an experiment. They want to just see, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but when I walked into Maria's place. If that was purely a spirit issue, paranormal issue, I've had it, you've had it, Dan, you sense it. You walk into a place, you feel it, right? You feel it, yes. That place was as light as could be. There was nothing. It's like they cleared out because they knew you were coming. Um, Maybe. But even then, you're usually not, you, you sense something, right? Yeah. There was nothing. And I, I, and I kept getting this voice telling me, tell her, tell her. Her son is going to be fine because that's her biggest issue, right? Right. And I did. I, I, we, we t- talked about it. Whether it was a good idea or not. And then I just got this message to tell her. And at first she was shocked, and then she went from that to acceptance. I told her what I've done. She admitted they had two weeks of relief, mm-hmm. and because part of her thing is, it's kind of like a you know patient. You got to heal yourself. Because we can't go there every night. No. Just can't do it. It's physically no. impossible. As much as we'd like to help everybody, we can't. Yeah. yeah. But we, again, let's try to get you on the right track. So we're trying this new course of treatment, if you will. And so far, she seems to be good with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly believe that part of that girl's issue. Makayla. Makayla is, um, is alien. 
And well, you know what? The guy who was sticking stuff in her back? Yeah. That black that black thing, thing? The ghoulish thing? That may or may not have even been... That could have been an alien actually working on her. And and that was a projected you know, image. And I've had a psychic tell me that I was branded. And these are brandings, right? And that's... Right. Somehow that's how they find you if you... If right. I move to Alaska, right, right, yeah. so they show up at my house. Oh, where, where is he? Like, beep. Oh, he's in Alaska. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So well, the thing is, too. I mean, and her story is kind of. She has some similarities with yours. She's got the Indian burial ground. Yep. She's got the black, tall, ghoulish thing. She's got the the alien thing, and you've had all those. Yeah. Like you have a native spirit, walk through your living room all the time. All the time. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've come across native spirits before and I've come across yep. black tall and there is a published native burial ground near my house yeah and it's I've, you can find it in and the I've dealt literature. with and I've seen these graves yeah you know and, so uh, I, I do believe I really do think some of it is 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 actually the aliens coming and they may open a portal allows other things to come in but I also think some of it is that they are if, if you talk to the people that get the bedside visitation and that they are getting paralysis and dreams of big eyes, owls, or whatever. Right. I believe that they're being checked out because they're trying to figure out why do you use 15 or 16% of your mind and the average person only uses 9 or 10. Right. And I think that's part of what the curiosity is. John, you said something that kind of struck a nerve with me. You said that you, you get fed information. Yep. How, how do you how do you know you're getting it or uh... um, you, let's say that we left here right now mm-hmm. let's say you jumped in your car and on the way to your house you're talking to yourself you know I'm kind of hungry mm-hmm. I'm gonna swing by and grab a pizza you know what that conversation is it's almost like I get a different voice and it's almost uh, as weird as it sounds it comes in at the back right side yeah. of my brain and it's almost like that's where it enters in yeah and sometimes actually I'll get a tingle Right. And then I listen, and it's usually an old family friend from the East Coast. Right. And she was a get-it-done woman, and she will usually, and I almost, it's almost like I hear her voice. Yeah. She's like a spirit guide. Yeah, like, just like a spirit guide. That's how I, I view it. Yeah. And whenever she's talked to me, um, she's bang on. Right. She's always bang on. Like when we need, we need to help somebody. Yeah. She'll put off and give me advice. Here's what you do, well, and we do it, and it the, works. The podcast was an implanted... Uh, yeah. thought in your head right? and she was but harping was, on me about but, that but it was implanted in all three of us at the same time yeah well maybe because I wasn't acting on it so then she talked to you and she talked to you and you don't even know it right right yeah, yeah. Well, what I found and this goes back to my grandmother again but mm-hmm. she always gave me some good advice but um, the one time as a kid I, I was at her place and I'm like oh my ear is really ringing and I'm trying to stop my ear and she goes oh you're getting information you know you yeah. may not know what it is now but you'll get it. You'll understand yeah. it later. And it's happened so often to me. And yes, I get information. I, I'm sure that it's information when my ear is ringing. I get that too a lot. Yeah. And you, and you touch your, and it won't stop. It won't stop. And it's no. almost like it's got to do its thing. Yeah. And it goes and away. And then it stops. Yeah. yeah. And you have heard that before. Other people yeah. say that, that that's, that's information being downloaded. Yeah. I've heard that before too. And there'll be times that, you know, like later on that evening or something, and something will happen, and I know how to react to it. And I'm yep. thinking, how did I know? You know, like, yeah, yeah it's just little things like that, you know. Yep. Uh, oh, you know what? Something just popped into my head, too. Um, when I was talking to selling Maria on that this was your biggest problem is alien and not spiritual. Right. Um, 
she'd commented how her father had a lot of the same things and someone mentioned to him that it was alien and he just went off the deep end. He wouldn't admit it, but scared the hell of him. Scared the hell of him. And the other thing too, when I've done recordings at night, when I knew something was going on, I would hear these two clacks. Mm-hmm. And I've described it as those old toy clackers, right? Right. The yeah. sound. Yep. She described it, and it's always two. It's toop, toop. And, then it, and I've got it on my phone, and I'll find a way to get it so that Danny can play it on the pod. Um, she said she hears it. She said it's like two rocks go toop, toop. Like clack, clack. And she said it's always two. And then and it may be a... And a, that's the noise right before they show up, right? That's right. And mm-hmm. I believe that's this portal opening up, and that's how they arrive. That's right. my, my amateur theory. Um, so like breaking the sound barrier, really. Yep. And and she said it's always yeah, two. Yeah. Not, and right? now it, it it's not just two, and it might be yeah. a successive. Right. But it's like, don't don't. Yeah. And then a quiet, and then it'll happen. And yeah. she said, and, and she's heard that. And you sound. capture that on your phone. Yeah. And I played it for you guys before. Yeah. yeah. And I'll I think this app doesn't let me download, but I'll find a way to get it onto a recorder, and we can play it on the pod one time. Mm-hmm. And I've recorded that multiple times at my house, and I know where to lie. Some of those the most exhausting nights I've had. No yeah. recollection of waking up, but you wake up and you swear to God you never went to bed. Right. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't like it was like the night, the morning after the night before. It was just like Tuesday mm-hmm. night, right? You know, mm-hmm. just, you know, didn't even have a drink or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but that girl, I believe some of that, that shadow yep. and was going at her shoulder, that could very well be. Or an, it could be like one of those, those ghouls that you and I. That's right. But a shamanic extraction anyway would be great for her. Yeah, um, and that girl there definitely has some skills. Like if she can astral project, like bring that. back some pine needles and stuff into her room. The little kids, right we got here. we have our our, uh, our resident. Did you see something? No, well, hanging around. Sorry, we around. we have a. Uh, I don't know. Have we talked about him already? I think we've mentioned yeah, yeah because we're moving in the curtains so, and so the little Amish the, boy. Yeah, we're in the little haunted theater here, and there's this little guy, a little blonde kid. And uh, he's like maybe nine, max, maybe eight or nine. Think, yeah, yeah. And he's a little blonde, blue-eyed, Dutch, German-looking kid. Mm-hmm. And I haven't. Usually, I'm really good with the names. And he's I'm, running around, and I'm not getting. Yeah, you're I'm running some like J names Jake, one time. Yeah. Jake or Jacob or something. Jedediah. No. <laughs> He's a little Jedediah. A little Jedediah. No, I, that's too Hollywood. Oh, I, so I did you see him in behind the flat there? Yeah. Or? No, yeah. he was standing right oh, beside the chair here. Oh, is that and, He's uh, getting closer then. Yeah, he just popped yeah. in and I was like, oh, you little you little bugger. You're yeah. here. So we, we see him He's our the little time. He's our little mascot yeah. in the theater here. Yeah. He's got a white shirt on, suspenders, yep. blonde Brown hair. Pants. Yeah. Brownish pants. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. he just popped in. I saw him out of the corner of my eye and he was pretty colorful. Yeah. And I think it's Jacob or Jake. Yeah. No, it's Jedediah. No, it's not <laughs> Jedediah. Yeah. But that girl there, that's cool. She got some serious skills. Yeah. And of course she's not local, right? She's she's in California or yeah. too bad. That would be a cool girl yeah. to sit down with. I think you just you get some sensations well, maybe, off of her. Yeah, maybe we should uh Road trip. Skype. Road trip. Yeah. <laughs> off to the desert. Road yeah. trip, yeah. yeah. Off to the desert. Yeah. Now we, we had another question. Uh, on but Facebook that we wanted to get to. Thanks to Mikayla for that. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yes, and uh, yeah. you're getting the ball rolling. We appreciate it. And people are starting to send us yeah, some questions. See if you can hone those talents, and those gifts. Oh and, yeah, you could. You know, yeah. yeah. Help us out with the stuff that's harassing us. Yeah, astral pro- astrally project to Canada here. And, yeah, uh, and kick Big John's <laughs> butt. And, uh, help us out. Yeah, kick his butt. Um, so we had Natalie on Facebook asked if we'd ever had anything to do with black-eyed children. 
And there's a lot of different podcasts that talk about them. There's actually exactly. a lot of authors who wrote books about them. There's lots of Facebook yeah. pages, too, and where people have asked recently negative. about the, these yeah. black-eyed children. And I can tell you one story that I listened to that really kind of caught my attention on black-eyed children. A guy wrote a book about them, and there's a lot of them that come to people's homes. They're actually, you can see them at the door. And quite often, the kids are wearing hoodies or hats, and they're covering their eyes. Really? And they're trying to get you to come out of the house. And this guy out of the States who wrote a book about it, and he was on Jim Harold's podcast, multiple stories about people having these kids come to the door, trying to get them to come out. And then when they finally, because the kids not making eye contact, next thing you know when they do, they get the great big golf ball, black as black eyes. I think they're grays. Again, with the, whenever I hear big I, eyes, that's what I start I think to think. They're grays. And they're because they're always small, right? They're small and they got the, the black eyes. Yeah. Right? And I think that, and, but they want you to remember the child not the alien right right that's what i believe just like what's happened with these people um now the only thing as far as black-eyed children go did you just see something i've been seeing did you just see something <laughs> yeah yeah just over here right? something yeah. just went whoosh, right by your head i know, I know. and my the whole sorry folks yeah. <laughs> the right side of my body is tingling like crazy right now I got we got but something. i saw it and i looked at poor danny and he's just like and, and, I, and here's, here's like, another ah, he says i like talking about the ghosts but i don't want to see them right yeah. <laughs> well here's another amateur opinion yeah. i think when you hit something and you get on the right track they show up. You you have something happen, and it's almost like a confirmation. Your, that, yeah, your yeah. antenna goes Th- there's, up. Right? Yeah, exactly. There's some truth to this, yeah. right? My yeah. whole the right. Side if we of my were body totally is, out in left field, is then why right bother? Yeah. Oh, right. exactly. Why yeah. bother? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was like an orb or something that just shot by your head. That no. that's about the third <laughs> time that I that I've seen it. Well, pipe up, Dan. <laughs> well, you guys are so interesting. Told you, Dan's cold note, folks. But but for Natalie's question about black-eyed children. Yeah, sorry. It's a creepy topic. Everything you read about it. I agree with the big guy here that it's grace. That's what my opinion is. Um, we haven't had any experience with black-eyed children except for that little blonde girl that we talked about one time. Well, you talked about it. But I don't know if you yeah. talked about it on the pod yet. So we, we've helped Tony out with an issue. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of success. No, Tony a has success. a family member who's who's being harassed yeah. by, and we haven't by had, something. And we we've, can't we've figure it out. We've had temporary success that maybe we deserve credit for and maybe not. It was a fluke. Who knows, right? But we talked about this little blonde girl that runs around. I believe we mentioned her one pod, and she runs around, and every time I see her, her eyes are getting bigger and bigger. And so she's a child. She's only child size. She had the little dress on. Remember, you saw her in a dress. And, but that's our only experience. But as far as any, like, black-eyed children, like some of the really cool stories that you hear about, no, we haven't, we haven't got it. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? Between Dogman, Aliens, Poltergeist, Mm. They're on the back of the list right now. We've got too much going <laughs> yeah, on to worry about black-eyed children. The right? black-eyed kids have got to get in line. I can't right. even look after my own kids, so I just can't do it, right? So, yeah. yeah. But we really appreciate the well, comments. Yeah, send in the uh, like, like, like we said, we're not experts. We're still learning as yeah, we go. We're just getting some theories that may change. But you know what? We can offer support to people. Yep. You know, and, and send us an email, phantomfaction@outlook.com, or go on the Facebook page. It's only us that sees it. Yep. And uh, if you don't, if you want to remain anonymous, great. Yep. If if not, uh, you know. Yeah, like all we've done is use first names here. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Let us We're know not. what we can say, because uh, you know, we appreciate. Oh yeah. The, the listeners. That's why we're here. Um, oh, and now I wanted to follow up with you on something. On the Facebook page, you talked about. Dog man, what have you? Right. And then the blue orbs. 
Was that the story that I told you about? Yes. Okay, so... So this area where we went looking yeah. for the dog man. So I, I just wanted to get back to and that. And we saw the zombie apocalypse. Uh, yeah, and the phones <laughs> wouldn't work great and all the that weird stuff. The phones were working, but yeah. you have another story from that exact same area. Yeah, that's that was right. was told to you by so a very credible person. Give it people, rewind 25 years ago. A fellow that I knew um, told me a story. He lived in that area. And he had a pickup truck, and there was like six of them crowded into this pickup truck that were driving through the Bogner Swamp, okay, and people can Google that. That's Bogner, Ontario. It's just a little north of where you and I were, not it's, far. It's like a little handle <coughs> or something. Yeah, and um, they, he said, and he was really clear about it, and to give you back then, again, I was a disbeliever, didn't believe in anything, but I believed in this person. This guy was, this guy was he had a health issue. Um, he was losing his control neurologically, and it wasn't like muscle, it was whatever he had, but he ran a retirement home, and he was so concerned about the people at his residence, he wasn't even worrying about himself. He's that kind of a person, right? So when he told me the story, I told him, he goes, I don't care if you don't believe me or not. I said, you know what? I believe in you. I'll take, right? So he told me there were six of them in a, this pickup truck. And they're going to a party. He was real clear about it. Not leaving. We're going. So he said, you know, we had got the beer in the back. We hadn't been into the sauce yet. Exactly. And they're going through the Bogner Swamp and out of the bush comes this blue orb and it just in the middle of the road and they're driving up to it and of course he wants to check it out and he sped up a little bit and anyway this and the whole thing if i remember him correctly was a 20 minute encounter and this thing began to move in tandem with them mm -hmm. and he said we chased this thing all over the bogner swamp and every time we'd get close it would motor ahead he said it was like it was intelligently controlled it would let us get to a certain point and then it would pull away. And then they went over a hill, and this is after like 15, 20 minutes of chasing this thing all over the place. There was a little bit of a, a, a valley, and he said, we went over the hill and the thing was just sitting there. And he said, I hammered it, because I wanted to either crash into it and see what the <laughs> hell it was, or get close enough to really make it out. And we're talking about an orb that was about the basketball size. Mm -hmm. And he said, as we come up on it, he said, this thing just rocketed straight up into the sky. Yeah. And it was gone. And this is in the area that Dan and I were, where the phones acted weird. The I saw something. The days before cell phones. You and, know, and, and again, going back, so I would have been 26 years old when I heard the story, 26-ish. And I didn't believe in ghosts, didn't believe in nothing, right? Um, I would have been the guy that would make fun. Yeah. But when he told me the story and we're just having coffee, I bought it because of who he was. Right. He was an incredible individual. And again, just the, the, this guy, was he was dying and he's got a retirement home, and all he's doing is figuring out how these retirement mm -hmm. residents in a small town, there was only like maybe yep. 12 residents, how they were going to be okay because he wasn't going to be. And when he told me the story, I went, I know. When, he, when I remember driving home, I went, that wasn't BS. I know he was telling the truth. Right. You know, I couldn't figure it out, but I knew it was true. Mm -hmm. So that was right in the area where Dan and I were just the, on Monday there. Mm -hmm. So I just thought we should, because we mentioned the Blue War, but I thought, We'll yeah. tie it all. We'll put a wrapper on it. So that's the whole thing there. Okay, good. Yep. Yep. So. Can we mention that you're doing some filming lately? <clears throat> yeah, we did mention that at yeah. the beginning of the pod. Um, so that's just something that we can uh, look be... forward to maybe on a YouTube channel. Yeah, we'll put it on, uh, like, I don't think it'll be that long. Right. Maybe, maybe 20 minutes, a little mini thing. Yeah, a little mini thing, yeah. It'll introduce uh, yeah. us to everybody as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh You'll get a look at the house. Yeah, you get the stairs like a house, down. and you know, look at John's mug. And yeah. you know. some days it's better than others. We'll see how it. We'll CGI. Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, just make me thinner and younger. We're good. Thinner and younger? Yeah, there we we'll, go. We'll yeah. CGI Brad Pitt's head onto your body. or. Oh, God, like then we have the groupies. I don't know about that yet. <laughs> we yeah. need some groupies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and the other thing, too. Um, Haunted groupies. Dan and I are kind of getting fed by the, the more that we do something positive, it really aggravates the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I let people know that we're going to be working on a book shortly. And we have an offer from a really well-known podcast that once that book is out, they want to have us on, mm-hmm. so that we're gonna. That's what we're moving to. So maybe yeah, a little something we'll throw on YouTube. We'll let people know. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, Phantom Faction Productions, or it could be uh, Hammond Productions, or Hammond Productions, or uh, Big Guy, Big Guy, Big Guy Productions, <laughs> Big, Big Sir, guy. yeah, Big Sir Big Productions. Sir. So yeah, so we got a bunch of things we're working on. That's right. You know? So keep those uh, letters coming in. Um, whether you want to drop us off to Facebook or through our yep. our email, uh, we'd show love to requests. Hear from you. Yeah, show request. Yeah, if you want us to talk about something, yeah, throw it out there. Then let us know, and we'll try and find someone who mm-hmm. might have experienced whatever yep. you're interested in. And and one topic we kicked around based on some feedback you got from iTunes. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you guys like the idea of uh, psychics who give readings, and maybe we would have you know a few of them on. It's not. I'll let you know right now. It's not for me and Dan. I think you're the same. Mm-hmm. It's not our most favorite. But if people want to hear it, yeah, we'll pop them in once in a while, right? People like Kelly who do readings. Right. And maybe people could send questions and then we can have them see if they can do it. Right. In the pod. So just let us know. If you'd like to see that, go on Facebook and say, yeah, I'd like to, you know, and then we'll we'll touch on it once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we are open not to just spirits, aliens. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> Dogmen. Yep. Dog Big, yeah. Bigfoot especially. I got a real that fascination with that. Uh, we chased down a Bigfoot lead, but we found out it was a... A hoax. It was, yeah. a hoax. It was an April Fool's joke. Yeah, which is a really crappy thing for Ontario Parks, Ontario to do. Oh, well, that was a shitty thing. But anyway, we'll <laughs> we'll carry on. We'll right. carry on. Okay. Well, we'll wrap it up right there. And uh, once again, guys, thank you. We 13 episodes now. Yes. Lucky 13. Yes. More to come. Talk to you in episode 14. Thanks, everyone. Sounds good. Thank you. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.